I am going the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in His ways, to keep His statutes, His commandments, His ordinances, and His testimonies according to what is written in the law of Moses, that you may succeed in all that you do and wherever you turn, so that the Lord may carry out His promise which He spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons are careful of their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Now you also know what Joab, the son of Zeruiah, did to me, what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner, son of Ner, and to Amasa, son of Jether, whom he killed. He also shed the blood of war in peace, and he put the blood of war on his belt about his waist and on his sandals on his feet. So act according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down to Sheol in peace, but show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For they assisted me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. Behold, there is with you Shimei, the son of Gera, the Benjamite of Behurim. Now it was he who cursed me with a violent curse on the day I went to Mahanaim. But when he came down to me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore do not let him go unpunished, for you are a wise man, and you will know what you ought to do to him, and you will bring his gray hair down to Sheol with blood. Okay, so here are David's uh, you know, last words to Solomon. You know, Obviously, David's had a lot of experience at being king. Solomon is his son. And so he's trying to give him some last-minute uh, tips. And uh, basically, in 1 through 4, what does he say? I'm going to die, follow God. Yes, amen. That's exactly right. Be strong, but not in your own strength. Follow God's word, will, testimonies, commandments, statutes, ordinances, whatever uh, synonym you like. But he's really drawing attention to what God has written. You know, God's ways are the only path to being blessed. And uh, he is not, as king, the source of the law. He's under the law, and he needs to follow God's law. And so he really stresses, you be faithful to God. I mean, that is the most important thing. That was a good, good uh, statement. I mean, that, that really is a, a very great thing for David to kind of leave with Solomon. Good principles to guide him in both his life and the exercise of his kingship. But he also talks to him about some unfinished business. Um, so who does he mention? Yeah, Joab. Now, what was what was Joab's deal? He didn't always follow orders. <laughs> he didn't exactly, did he? Uh, what did he do? What he thought was best. For Which often involved what? Killing people. Yeah, he liked killing people. <laughs> and uh, he mentions two of the more uh, outrageous examples, like... Abner. And... Absalom. Amazing. He doesn't mention Absalom. He mentioned yeah. Abner and Amasa. Now, who was Abner? He was the commander 
Saul's army. Saul's, Saul's army. army. Did he follow Absalom also? No. no that, was earlier. that was earlier, way earlier. It was when Ishbosheth yeah. was yes. put as king, and yes. Abner kind of converted to David, but Joab didn't trust him or something and killed him anyway. Yeah, and besides that, Abner had. The concubines. No. Oh. <laughs> we have all these A names. Sorry. Abner had done what? He had killed Joab's brother, brother whose oh, name oh, was Asahel, yes. I got one. During, the, during, the during war, when Asahel was, uh, you know, chasing him, and Abner gave him fair warning, but Asahel ran like a gazelle. A gazelle, and therefore Joab. I guess stopped suddenly and thrust him through, impaled him on the butt end of his spear or whatever. That was not sounding like a very good way to go. Uh, and so Joab had, you know, I think mostly he just was afraid that Abner was going to become the new commander-in-chief, and he didn't like that idea. But at any rate, he killed Abner. And then Amasa was who? He was the guy that was given the role of commander of the armies when Joab overstepped his bounds. And yes, he had been. Amasa. His prior uh, job title was? Or Jester. <laughs> Wasn't he like an official for an enemy? For who? For an, an enemy of some sort. No, not exactly. Well, he was related to Uriah, wasn't he? No. Oh. He was related, but not to him. <laughs> I guess most people are related. <laughs> I don't think he's related to anybody. <laughs> Man, I can't believe you don't remember this. We need to uh, be reviewing our uh, United Kingdom history, don't we? Uh, he was Absalom's commander. He was actually rel a re relative of Joab's. That's what I said. An enemy? Absalom. <laughs> yeah, well, an enemy and Absalom were not exactly good. Uh, that's what I was thinking. In whose eyes? He was like, why didn't you come out with it? <laughs> okay, almost what I was thinking. <laughs> I almost thought it. <laughs> 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 that's how I like, like these kids that say, you know, I'm almost 12 going on 13. <laughs> I get that every once in a while. You know, I'm almost 12. When's your birthday? You know, December. <laughs> Just talked to a kid like that the other day. Um, but yeah, so um, Amasa was, you know, David made him commander of his army. Probably he was mad at Joab for killing his son Absalom, which he doesn't mention here. Maybe he was more justified in killing Absalom, though it was contrary to David's orders. But at any rate, David's never really dealt with Joab. I mean, he kind of sort of tried to a little bit, but he doesn't really ever do it. He kind of failed in his leadership. He kind of needs Joab. He kind of doesn't feel like he can bring Joab to justice. And besides that, Joab had re been responsible for killing somebody else that was kind of important. Who was that? Absalom. Mm, yes, and who else had he been kind of responsible for killing? For having killed Uriah. Uriah. Yeah. You know, David kind of had uh, sold his soul yeah. to Joab. I'm just following orders. Well, yeah, I know, but how's David going to then call Joab on the carpet when he's used Joab for some of his dirty work? Yeah. You know, I think that kind of compromised David's effectiveness in uh, lowering the boom on Joab. Just don't mention him. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Joab's got some, some goods on David. So, uh, at any rate, he leaves him for Solomon. Don't, don't you let him die in peace. <laughs> you know, that's what he's saying when he says, don't let uh, his gray hair go down to Sheol in peace. He's saying, no, make sure he dies a violent death. <laughs> well, that's what he's saying. He's telling him, act according to your wisdom. Yes. But he's telling him to kill him. Yeah, your wisdom needs to be kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, I mean, can you see a reason why David might be saying this to Solomon besides just the fact that he doesn't really like Joab? Make him look up people like that. Yeah. It's going to cause him trouble later. <laughs> I think he's worried that Joab's dangerous. He's a loose cannon. You don't want him hanging around Solomon's reign. Hard telling what he might mess up. By the way, what was the relationship between Joab and David? A nephew. Uh, he was a nephew of David's. Yeah, um, yeah mm. because I always thought that, like, what is their mother's name? Zariah. I have no idea. I always thought, no, it says the sons of Zariah. I know, but what, how do you say that name? I've I don't know. said it about 500 But I always thought words. it was a boy, and then I read oh, that. No, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> then I read that it was David's sister. It's his sister, yeah, I she's a girl. I'm surprised. <laughs> 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 it's one of those days that could go either way, you know? <laughs> back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've always wanted to know how you pronounce that name, and I've never figured it out. So, All right, so uh, then he's got some Barzillai the Gileadite's sons. And what was Barzillai's claim to fame? He helped David when he was fleeing from Absalom. By? He provided a lot of like food and just like necessities for yes, David's people. Yes, he did. People. Very good. And so David wants him to be remembered, you know, for good, his sons. Uh, remember, Bar he invited Barzillai to come to the palace, and, you know, but what was Barzillai's excuse for not doing that? <laughs> he was pretty old. He was too old to enjoy it, let my sons go in my place, yeah. Do what? Didn't taste anymore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his sons would get a lot more out of it than what he would. And then there's the case of Shimei. Now, uh, you remember Shimei? Was he the one who was throwing stuff at David? Yeah. Cursing him? When? When David was going somewhere and he was like... He was fleeing from Absalom. Everything's really and he was walking on the ridge next to him across the valley yeah, or he something. Was like and throwing rocks. And dust and cursing him. And, and who was with... One of the one of David's men says, you want me to go over there and kill that dog? Who was that? No. The drive's brother. Abishai. Yeah, yeah. It sure was. Yeah, Abishai, uh, he's, that's not the first time he's wanted, he wanted to kill to somebody. Kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Who else did he want to kill? Saul. Saul, yes. And you guys do know some of this story. <laughs> this kind of reminds us of these things. Well, you remember Shimei was the first guy to meet David when he uh, was, won the victory. He was coming back home. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You know? I really, I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> And uh, what it, David basically says, it's okay, you know, I won't punish you. But. But. My son Solomon. <laughs> yeah. I'll be gone. You need to do something to him. Again, I wonder if he thinks Shimei is a threat. You know, you can't trust Shimei. So don't let him go unpunished. You're a wise man. You know, you know what you ought to do. And don't let him die in peace either. <coughs> so, that's kind of the unfinished business he's got for uh, Solomon. So is this, like, good or okay, or...? I don't know. Seems a little okay. underhanded. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, I mean, he's taken the oath not to kill Shimei, but, you know, I, I didn't tell him that you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't way around the like, oath. <laughs> we were just studying last after judges about the oath and how they were going around yeah. it. There's several things similar with, with that. They yeah, I didn't technically say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, you know, you didn't you, give them the wife. Yeah, yeah, we didn't give you our daughters. You, know? <laughs> you just grabbed them. <laughs> you know? won't come after you if you do. Me want woman. <laughs> you know, caveman. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Judges twenty-one. So yeah, I whatever. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong statement on this. Somebody want to evaluate it? I'm not sure what's. Uh, well, David has done several things through his life like this, like one, not training in his kids. Yes. You know, and having problems there, and then not wanting to deal with Absalom. Yes. And Joab and so forth. So yes. then he did not deal with Shimei and made the vow. So there's a lot of things where he, and, and you don't see him consulting God in this, you know, to see should I do that or, or not. And so all of those things. Probably, probably going back to the the Lord's statement: the sword will not depart from you from your house, even mm -hmm. to, up to the day you die. It's going to be part of your life, and, and now you're even commanding it after you, you're gone. <laughs> Continuing some of that. What he said to one in one to four was good. You know that was helpful. But yeah, I, maybe it may, I, I don't know if the execution of Joab and Shimei. I certainly it seems like David should have dealt with him himself. You know, if they need to be dealt with, why didn't David do it? So. Yeah. It seemed to be needed, though, because it was his kingdom. Uh, the last verse of chapter 2 says, the last part of it says, Thus the kingdom was established in the hands of Solomon right after those two men were killed. Right. And so it was needed for Solomon's kingdom to be established. And maybe that goes towards it being a necessary thing. Yes, I can certainly see that justice needed to be done and those guys needed to be dealt with. So, uh, as far as that's concerned, yeah, it made sense, you know, from a... You know, standpoint of political. Solomon's power. Do what? Political. Yeah, political. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes on. Verse three of chapter three says he's loving God. So uh, maybe Solomon, in his wisdom, loving God, did the right thing here and doing these things. Or yeah. would that be a gap? I don't know. We well, and I'm not <laughs> sure that I would say if we say Solomon did the right thing that that necessarily means David had done the right thing. Right. I, I'm not sure. I'm. I mean, I think. Solomon handled some of these things pretty well, really. Um, we got we've got the rest of chapter two to <laughs> work on Solomon finishing the unfinished business, but uh, I'm pretty much okay with what he did, I think. But you know, we are often as as the scriptures narrate the stories. You know, we are rarely given a narrator's aside, and that was a good thing, or that was really bad. I mean, occasionally, but it's really rare. That we have that, so we've got to evaluate them based upon scriptural principles that we see, and occasionally there are circumstances that kind of show, you know, God's approval, approval <laughs> in more indirect ways. But sometimes it is more of a challenge to say, well, should he have done that or shouldn't he? Well, ten to um, ten to twelve. And David slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David. The days that David reigned over Israel were forty years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron, and thirty-three years 
he reigned in Jerusalem. And Solomon sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. Okay. So, uh, David dies, um, and he sleeps with his fathers. Perhaps, uh, you know, he uh, is uh, still waiting uh, the Lord's return where he'd be raised from the dead. Uh, and it kind of, you know, tells us about you know, what he'd done. He'd reigned 40 years, 7 in Hebron, and then 33 years over all of uh, Israel. And now Solomon sits on the throne of his father, and, and he's uh, firmly established as king. So this is just kind of the concluding summary of David's kingship. We'll find that for most of the kings, some kind of a concluding summary like this in kings. And many of the subsequent kings were judged by David's standard. Either they're good like David or they're not good like David or, you know, something like that. But David is kind of the pattern for a good king for the most part. Occasionally, you know, he was good except for the thing about Bathsheba or whatever. So, thoughts or comments through verse 12? Cameron. Verse 12 says that um, his kingdom, Solomon, sat on the throne, his kingdom was firmly established. Um, does this next chapter then go say how it was established, and then it, that chapter ends with thus, this is how it happened? Kind of like in Genesis 1, when it says that God created man and woman, and then the second chapter explains how he created the woman. Interesting thought. It, yeah, maybe so. I hadn't thought about it, but it makes sense. Were you about to think about it? <laughs> I was about to think about that. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, 13 to 25. Now Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Do you come peacefully? And he said, Peacefully. Then he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Speak. So he said, you know that the kingdom was mine and that all Israel expected me to be king. However, the kingdom has turned about and become my brother's. For it was his from the Lord. Now I am making one request of you. Do not refuse me. And she said to him, Speak. Then he said, Please speak to Solomon the king, for he will not refuse you, that he may give me Abishag the Shunammite as a wife. And Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king arose to meet her and bowed before her and sat on his throne. And then he had a throne set for the king's mother, and she sat on his right. Then she said, I am making one small request of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Ask my mother, and I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah your brother as a wife. King Solomon answered and said to his mother, And why are you asking Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also? For he is my older brother, even for him, for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, May God do so to me and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as the Lord lives, who has established me and set me on the throne of David my father, who has made me a house as he promised, surely Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him so that he died. Okay. Interesting and a little difficult to interpret at a couple spots. Adonijah comes to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. And why does he come to Bathsheba? To try and get her to speak kindly to Solomon for him. So that he can? 
Gain a wife. Get Abishag as his wife. So specific. <coughs> so what? I said he's specific. He's yeah, he wants Abishag. Yeah. Now who is Abishag? He was, she was the girl. The girl with warm. Warm. Yeah. David warm. Yeah, she was David's. You know. Blanket. Yeah, <laughs> I guess electric blanket there or something. <laughs> and so Solomon would have kind of say over that. And he wants Abishag. Now, what does he base his request on to Bathsheba? I was, the kingdom was mine and everybody in Israel thought it was mine and it was taken away. So just give me this one little thing. Consolation. Yeah, he, he ought to get the consolation prize. Yeah, exactly. You know, so how is Adonijah feeling about this turn of events? Not bothering him at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the answer I was looking whatsoever. for. <laughs> but, but he is sort of feeling sorry for himself that he didn't get the kingdom. And that's the reason why he's saying that, you know, he deserves to get Abishai. You know, because after all, I mean, he really kind of should have been king. I mean, everything was in place, and, you know. And so it's like, almost like he needs to be compensated for his loss. That's crazy. Well, why is that crazy? Well, because, well, the way he words it, you know, the, the kingdom was mine, you know, like as if he already had it, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. And <laughs> if, but if it was, then... He lost a lot. <laughs> yeah, and... It wasn't king approved. Yeah, if it, if it had been his kingdom, then... Have have well, maybe Solomon doesn't even have the right to it. It really ought to be his. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this is kind of a reckless and, you know, yeah. brash thing to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's kind of playing on her emotion. Well, I mean, man, poor me. I mean, everything. I'm, and look, and wow, I mean, shouldn't I get something? I mean, at least I have a shag. I mean, that's not too much to ask, is it? I mean, when I would have been king if I hadn't been for... Doesn't really say what, but uh, you know, evidently some things didn't work out too well. What's Bathsheba say? She says yes. Sure. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> Why is that silly? This say? won't bother Solomon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's Solomon's mom. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Solomon, she's gonna know. I don't know. What does she have to know? I think she's losing her mind. She's getting kind of old. Gotta <laughs> please everybody. But well, what? What? What's all right, maybe we should ask this. What's wrong with Adonijah asking for Abishag? When you have the wife of the king, and even though Abishag wasn't like technically the wife of the king, she was close. When you're <laughs> close married to the wife of the king, that strengthens your claim to the throne. Exactly. And that he's already mean. going on about how I was going to be king and then it was taken away from me. Like, it's obvious what he's trying to do here. Yes. <laughs> The, the harem belongs to the successor. And that's a huge thing. When Absalom took David's concubines on the roof, that meant there's no going back. You know, he's got the harem. When Ishbosheth accused Abner of taking Rizpah, you know, which was Saul's concubine or whatever, whoa, them's fighting words. You know, you're saying I'm trying to be king. And so, yeah, and even though she was really, uh, her function was just 
therapeutic. Still and all, she's kind of seen as a concubine. And uh, so, you know, she'd be the trophy, along with others, for whoever comes next. Why does Bathsheba go along with it then? thinking that dementia. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that Adonijah was actually pretty smart about you know doing this even though maybe it wasn't the best thing for him. Maybe it wasn't good, but he was pretty smart about it because he didn't exactly say, "Hey, you know, this is what this represents." I don't know, like maybe right. he was trying to just well, manipulate. Now, her. think about any self-respecting woman. What do they like to do? Matchmake. Yes! <laughs> I see this as just perfectly appealing to her romantic nature, you know? I mean, sure! Yeah, that would be... Oh, that'd be so beautiful. I mean, she can already see the, uh, you know, bridesmaids' dresses and the flowers and you know, all that. That's what I think. Now, there are people who think, to be give the uh, other view credit, there are people who think that she knew exactly what she was doing and she knew exactly what Solomon was going to do and that she's leading Adonijah. Ad but I tend to think she's naive and she just sees this as wedding bells and this would be great. So I don't know. You can take it however you want to. She may have been looking for somebody for Abishai. <laughs> Other than Solomon. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that'd be the way... Uh, women would be, so, uh, I don't know, that's why I take it, but I'm not sure. But, wow, Solomon hears it, I mean, she's like, Solomon, can you, you know, listen, I've got just one little thing, I mean, you know, would you mind, and, well, sure, whatever you want, and it's like, what? <laughs> you know, wow, why didn't you just ask me for the kingdom? You know, just, 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 just I'll just fork that over, you know, I mean, really, that is such an outrageous request, and, uh, I mean, he's already his older brother, so he's got a higher claim in that sense. He's already got the support of the, the military and the priesthood in the case of Joab and Abiathar. And now, wow. I mean, this is just a power play. He gets all that in place. Well, it's just a short step, but he'll be the king. He'll, he's going to overthrow my government. And he said, I, I swear, I'm not going to leave Adonijah alive. And so what does he do? Send someone to kill him. And that someone was the royal executioner, as it's going to turn out, which was who? Benaiah. Benaiah. He falls yeah. on people. He's a big fat guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he falls on people. He falls on people and they die. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> what if there's a technique to that? <laughs> Dive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. There's all sorts of ways to read the Bible. So. <laughs> and we've covered them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been pretty well exhaustive in this class. So. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, comments and thoughts on this. I'm afraid to ask. Um, Boyd mentioned earlier about whether or not Solomon was... Where God told David that Solomon would be king. And in Second or First Chronicles, it does mention... David says it when he's talking to Solomon that the Lord told him you'll have a son and he'll be king. Okay. But I was wondering if that was widely known or if, if Adonijah thought he was the one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, had rightly thought that he would be king. I mean, was there any, was there any reason that he wouldn't have been? He was just hurrying it up a little bit because David wasn't dead yet. 
But that wasn't uncommon either. Well, here's a question I would have. If he didn't know, why didn't he invite Solomon? Why didn't he invite Nathan and some of these other well, guys? Well, I would almost say in any of the kings down through the lines, mm -hmm. do they ever want their brothers around? Right. Usually they kill them all. Right. So I wouldn't see that as odd to not invite your brother. Maybe odd not to invite some of those other guys that you Possibly. saw as closely tied to David. I but, mean, but even even in that, you know, even being the king's son and the rightful successor to the throne didn't always make a smooth transition to the true, <laughs> true. But if he thought, I don't know. I mean, why didn't he go to David and see if David would, you know, put him in as king early? Yeah, well, I don't why, know. Why else the sneaking around? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that's my feeling. Some of these things we don't know for sure. We're just kind of picking up on different pieces of evidence and trying to figure out how how to look at it. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Other thoughts and comments. How about twenty six and twenty seven? Then to Abiathar the priest, the king said, Go to Anathoth to your own field, for you deserve to die, but I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David, and because you were afflicted in everything with which my father was afflicted. Mm -hmm. So Solomon dismissed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord in order to fulfill the word of the Lord, which he had spoken concerning the house of Eli in Shiloh. Okay, so he talks to Abiathar and... You know, he had been a Adonijah supporter, but he's not going to kill him because... Yeah, he's been a priest and, you know, carried the ark and all that. Um, so what does he do with Abiathar? Exiles him? Yeah, exiles him to... Anathoth. We've heard of Anathoth. You That's where Jeremiah was from. Yeah. yeah, it was a priestly city Jeremiah was from as well. Yeah, so, uh, uh, and, and so he's gone as priest. Now, do you remember that David actually had two priests? Not a normal situation, not sh totally sure why, but who was the other one? Zadok. Zadok. Well, when he dismisses Abiathar, that leaves Zadok as the sole priest. And that actually fulfills the word of the Lord. You remember way back in the early part of 1 Samuel with Eli, what had God told Eli? That he wasn't going to keep his line going. That's further? correct. Nobody in his family. Yes, that is exactly right. And that the priesthood was going to pass from him. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest, you know, who will do according to what is in my heart and my soul. I will build him an enduring house. So the priesthood was going to be taken away from Eli's successors, and he's going to raise up a, a faithful priest. Well, Eli's successors, Abiathar, Zadok, don't ask me which, I forgot at the moment, but Zadok was from another son of uh, Aaron. Hmm. And that so, was okay, the high priesthood didn't have to follow that straight line? It didn't. Okay, it just had to be from Aaron. Yeah. I mean, it, I, all I know is it doesn't here. It switches. I mean, it's what God said. You know, he's going to take it away from Eli's family. Right. So it is going to switch because of that. I think this is a, a fulfillment of that prophecy. Now, when we, if we read 1 Samuel 2, and he says, I'll raise up for myself a faithful priest, probably the first thing we think of in the context is Samuel, who I think is a fair 
you know, application of that. And probably the last thing we think of, but also very accurate, is Jesus. I think this is a triple fulfillment. Samuel, Zadok, and Jesus are all fulfillments at different levels of this prophecy. Mm -hmm. Don't have too many that are distinctly triple, but I think this one probably is. So, comments and questions on all this? All right, well, we probably should stop here because we can't get very far in the next section, and I will not be here for a long time.